can't do it. I'm doing the podcast. We'll do it live. Fuck it. We'll do it live. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Big Blue All Year. Don't forget to rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms at Big Blue All Year. I, Shaman the Producer, have a dream. And that dream is just. We are seeing the beginnings of an empire be built. Daniel Jones continues to no longer give the football up. Our offensive line, yes, it's lackluster. However, they are young, they are ruthless, and they are ready to learn and grow. And if they're not, we'll get rid of them. This week we saw another pitiful attempt by the defense. No interceptions, no fumble recoveries, no sacks. Fret not, Giants Nation, for the future is bright. Joe Judge is the right person to be standing in the head coach position. While we are losing, it is a different feeling. Coach JoJo will lead us forward to victory. I have no fear for the future. We will be victorious once again, Giants Nation. The New York Minute will be your source of confidence. Even if you lack it, we will hold it. Big Blue all year. We look forward to the future. And we look forward to the victories. Giants fans, welcome to yet another disappointing Rapid Reactions. Big Blue all year is breaking down the Ravens debacle that just happened. Uh, By the time you listen to this, uh, you probably are going to have some idea of whether or not we're going to be talking about the matchups for the last week of the year with playoff implications or that the season is over. Uh, However, still a four and two divisional record possible. So before we start looking at next week and see what these four o'clock games get to so we can all watch some football boys, Ravens game. What do we think today? It looks like I'm the big ass dummy for having some sort of optimism coming to this game because it was ugly. Yeah. Oh. They beat us, man. They just beat us in every facet, man. It's like they, the Giants try to get too cute sometimes. It just didn't work, man. Nothing seemed to have worked. Could not get going in any fashion. At least we avoided the fourth down. It was it was over. It was over before that clock hit zero. Honestly, if they if they stop make the stops on on those first drives, like they maybe have a prayer, but like it was just too out of reach too soon. The Ravens' offense was just rolling today. That first half what was the first quarter time of possession was like thirteen and change to about a minute for the Giants, like. The Ravens did whatever they wanted in the first half, and you could just see that they're clearly a better team in all facets. You know, like that's a tough test for a young Giants team, you know? Yeah, I believe that first drive took up one eighth of the entire game. They were up 14 yep. 0 at the end of the first quarter. And I think this is now if if the last two weeks didn't make it clear, this is a clear slap in the face that the talk around the Giants the last couple weeks have been inflated due to the fact that we are playing in this division and 
you just look at the records in the AFC or the AFC North even just alone, and it's embarrassing. Look, this should happen. The result today, 27-13, Ravens dominating the Giants. That's what a better football team should do. Uh, However, uh, we have all allowed ourselves delusions of grandeur because even still, the Giants still might host a playoff game. So, you know, again, it's what are the expectations? What are we really expecting? Uh, Today is what we should have expected. No, 100%. I mean, yeah, you're talking three straight uh 10 lost seasons that's fucking brutal guys <laughs> boys you think that our that's run horrible. defense had a chance today we gave up 250 yards on the ground like between jk dobbins dude, Lamar Gus Jackson, edwards so oh. fucking slippery. dude he's a snake he's slithering around he's very wiggly <laughs> it's too much man he he is an explosive like, playmaker. Like, it's, it's guys that guys that were improving. It's guys that were improving that just kind of fell flat on the face. Yidam and fucking Crowder. Ugly games. McKinney had some good stops, but he also did have some missed tackles too. Yeah, that one real solid hit in the early part, but yeah, the guy still made the almost, catch. He was uh, um, came from behind and got that. I mean, he's still learning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's a rookie who's playing a, uh, the last few games of the year. The I'm not third game of the of the year. Yeah. Um, but to your not point, not Berger, about the rushing attack, I forget the exact stat, but it was something like it's only happened twice or three times in the NFL, and two of them have been the Ravens. One of them being today, where three separate players all rushed for over 75 yards. So. Gus Edwards had 85, five and a half, uh, uh, excuse me, 5.7 yards per carry. Lamar had 80 yards, 6.2 uh, per carry. And J.K. Dobbins had 11 for 77, seven yards average. So, I mean, yeah, the, the stats speak for themselves. They were getting whatever they wanted in what was you know supposed to be our one way we could have stayed in the game. So, Yeah, I mean, and then, that goddamn Mark Andrews. The- yeah, no, and the worst thing was like, dude, after that that fucking wild drive that had the first drive of the game, to come out and just have a pitiful, pitiful three and out with two straight fucking false starts. It's like, what the fuck? You're asking to lose the game. And there's not even any fans in the stands. It was pretty it's pretty pathetic. Cam Fleming and Matt Pert both had a bad game. You know, and I, I I just don't know football well enough, guys. You know, we were talking about in the text group where Pat Pert looked lost, but there were some of those sacks where, you know, they're just bringing extra guys, a lot of DB uh, blitzes yeah. from the outside. Whose fault is that? Is that the running back in protection? Is that the play caller not providing a an out route? I mean, they weren't disguising that they were bringing extra men on every, really every play, especially in the second half. Like, is that DJ's fault for not checking the protections? Like, I, I, who's to blame for that when you got creative blitzes coming from everywhere and your team looks lost? Or is that just a everybody's fucking up? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, honestly, I'm not sure. I mean, from snap to like guy in your face, like you're talking about two seconds or less, especially with that many guys coming. I mean, not you're absolutely right to question like who's. Uh, fault it is. I feel like an experienced but, quarterback's got to be able to sure. read that. I feel like each one is its own. 
And experienced what? quarterbacks got to be able to read that at least. Try to change, like make a hot route, adjust something at the line so that, or at least the receiver's route, so that he, he's got to identify where the blitz is coming and attack it or move away from it. That's what's got to happen. And obviously, Daniel Jones is second year, and he did look considerably better today, but the Ravens on defense were scheming it very well. I'll give it to them. They were, they brought, brought it fucking all day. <laughs> I feel like Daniel didn't even try to run, though. He really yeah, that, I think he had that one rush, but it was him, like, jumping up in the pocket, like, escaping it pretty much. Oh, just yeah, right at the end rush. there. And yeah, he looked a little bit better, like you said before, Mac. Like, he was able to move a little better. His throws, he was getting some zip behind it. So, like, you know, he did look healthier. But it, it wasn't the, the normal Daniel Jones like we've been seeing. You know, I wonder if it's just part of his progression or, you know, a single play that I'm overblowing or due to the fact he was limited from the run. But there was one play where he looked like he was going to get sacked. I thought he was going to get stripped. He stepped up into the left and then delivered a throw for a first down. And it was just a subtle movement in the pocket, a little bit outside to the pocket, I guess. Really. Um, the another play where I thought Daniel Jones was fantastic. Um, it, it was that Austin Mack dra- drop, oh, that really bad drop. But you watch that play, though, and he looked left, looked down the, in the middle, and then came all the way down to Austin Mack. It was his third read. He floated up in the pocket a little bit, and he had two guys crushing down on him from the backside. I thought he was going to get destroyed, and he put the ball. That's that's on Austin Mack. We all know it. But if if I'm scraping the barrel for something positive for these games, yes, still co- obviously limited, but head and shoulders above the Cardinals game. And I think in those moments, you see some improvement on the things that people have been, you know, uh, questioning Daniel Jones on and no turnovers. You know, that, you know thankful for that because there was a lot of those sacks where I really thought he'd cough it up. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> especially when they took three in a row. I did get bailed out by that rough in the kicker, which was miraculous to say the least. Yeah, I know, right? Dude, that it's entire not, drive, they got a first down, I think, on like four penalties on that drive. It was literally insane. Like, I was with uh, my buddy Jimmy, and he's just like, Well, that's how the Giants are gonna score today. It's so true. <laughs> uh, All right, guys, before we get into our segment, I really just I have two questions and a slight comment for you. I understand that the Giants got down early and even more so in the last few weeks where I got on the coaching staff for it, had to get away from the run game. But I think six carries from Wayne Gallman is inexcusably bad. I mean, it's not like he's stone hands. He's made some good catches out there. He was at he got four point five yards per carry. The dude runs hard and picks up yards. Why? Does anybody have any answers for me as to why it seems that the Giants refuse to just commit to Gallman on the field? No, let me just jump on that one. Let me. Yeah. I'm just gonna. Everyone knows nobody wants Wayne Gallman on the field. I told you earlier in preseason, nobody likes Wayne Gallman. And I have no idea why, because he's actually a productive player. <laughs> I was gonna say you're such a flippy floppy burger, but you came back. Yeah, you really wanted him to uh, be traded in the offseason. Oh, it's been stated on the record multiple times on these pods. <laughs> uh, but to even to that point, you have you have been made a believer. And I, I think just it's don't just understand. the fact that we're, yeah, we're just down to these games and Jason Garrett's play call adjusting is awful because what we're doing is three and outing and then the defense is exhausted back on the field and 
the other teams just keep like keep pounding it at us. What are, what are we supposed to do? Like, you're right. We need to keep establishing the run, and he keeps getting away from it. You got to eat some clock, give the defense a little time to rest, at least change the field position a little bit. Like these guys are starting on like the thirty or forty every time. Like, how the fuck are we supposed to do anything? Like the defense is getting exhausted because they just run it down our throats the whole game. Yeah, you have a third and three, and you take a shot downfield. Now again. I love the aggressiveness, but in this game, in this moment, we need to pick up a goddamn first down and have some uh, a drive that has some consistency or time of possession. I just that's got to be on DJ like there. That, that's so. that's a terrible yeah. read and like just throw in general. Like, come on, you got to know the situation. Yeah, I, I guess you make a fair point. How do you know that's not Jason? But there's cool. what is that? The only route on the field? What is this one wheel route? Yeah. Fun go route. It, it might as well have been. Dude, that's got to be at least a quick slant or a quick button hook, know. at least. That's got to be a quick hit. The, yeah, I, I don't know. And, and But then you look at how many times we've done slants and we've, our guys are blanketed. The Giants don't get any separation. I mean, it wasn't a terrible idea with him being one-on-one downfield against safety. That's a ball that it's got to be placed better. And Evan Ingram, this matchup nightmare pro bowl tight ends needs to actually win a route in one-on-one coverage, which leads me actually to my next point. You look at Evan Ingram, seven for 65, 9.3 average per reception. You look at Mark Andrews, six receptions for 76, 12.7. But can you possibly, those two stat lines are very comparable. Can, after watching that game, can you possibly even say that Evan Ingram is even in the same stratosphere as Mark Andrews? Nah, it's just two different players, really. I mean, Mark Andrews, I feel like they can just throw it up and he'll get it. Like, he's just bigger, stronger. Evan Ingram is probably faster. I thought Mark Andrews is just but like a good receiver. Got no goddamn hands. I thought Mark Andrews is a good receiver. The guy can fucking block too, man. Like he is an all-around great tight end. And he makes contested plays. Yep. He, he catches the He's ball. He's clutch. Something Evan Ingram is not. No. All right. So we we got no answers about Wayne Gallman. And Mark Andrews is much better than Evan Ingram. Let's just go right into Big Blue All Year's version of the good, the bad, and the ugly. And that's where your crew hands out our Eli Manning, Ray Hanley, and Matt Dodge of the Week. Disciple, you're up first. Talk to me about your Manning of the Week. So I chose Dante Pettis. His first game ever suited up as a giant. And he actually had like two or three clutch catches. So honestly, I got to give it to him maybe... You know, it's a it's it'll be a nice little. I don't even know how long he signed for. Is he? Is it a one year deal? Probably. I'm sure it's a vet, uh, a minimum. He got picked yeah. up off of, after being cut. Yeah, on the waiver wire. But I would like to even see him on special teams. I mean, you know, I feel like Dion Lewis is like all right, but maybe we'd be behooved to have Mr. Pettis back there. What do we got to lose? Really? All right, Burger, who you got? Have we lost the burger? I I think we we are having technical difficulties live on air here at Big Blue all year. So I am going to go with my Manning, and it was going to be Gus Edwards. I I mean, the dude is a man, especially on that ridiculous play, which is much of the Giants' fault where – Lamar should have been sacked. He threw it to the side. Great catch and, you know, broke it. But he fumbled. 
he just dropped the ball. So I'm going to go with Pro Bowl snub, our own golden leg, Graham Gano. And today he actually tied the Giants record with his 29th consecutive field goal. So that is my Manning of the week. Decide who you got for Ray Hanley. I'm going to go with Tay Crowder. A lot of, lot of missed tackles, a lot of wrong place. You know, he did have the, uh, a couple good games, but today was not one of them. Did not look good out there, unfortunately. Just goes. To, I think today was a real uh, showing of just how young and how uh, inexperienced the Giants really are. Going up against a team like that with a lot of veteran talent. Yeah, I mean, you're looking for plays from Mr. Irrelevant. To your point, he's flashed, but it's going to show up, and it definitely did today. Um, so my Hanley, you know, I'm sorry, guys. It's going to Joe Judge, and I hate for him to make my list two weeks in a row, but I talked a lot about the last reactions, how I felt, felt like the decision to go for it on fourth down and call these fakes because the Giants needed to score touchdowns to win a game seemed like a predetermined decision. And you look back at that game and see how close from a score perspective it was. This week, you're telling me we aren't going for it? The Giants go ahead and kick a field goal when they're in the red zone. I think, you know, it was fourth down, fourth and five, maybe longer than that. But there was no way a field goal was getting the Giants any closer to contention in that game, and we don't go with it. So what's going on here? Are, are we an aggressive football team? Is it something we just wanted to do? I He has been so great in almost everything else, but this particular logic, and uh, it's just maddening to me. So uh, Joe Judge, my Ray Hanley of the week and it looks like we might have a little burger back burger are you back Ooh, toasted again so disciple give me that dodge baby i gotta go pass protection especially on the right side pert and cam fleming both had a bad game it seemed like the pressure was always overwhelming from that side and with that being said i will say andrew thomas actually had a pretty good game I, I was when when they're in pass protection. Andrew Thomas is the very first guy I look at because honestly, it's one of the most important future pieces going forward with this team. Matt. So my Matt Dodge is going with no surprise the Giants receiving options. I, I don't have the stats in front of me. Anybody who watched the game has to know that what we talked about in headlines last week and what some Giants are. Um, News outlets have been reporting over the last few weeks from a statistical analysis. The Giants receivers just are not getting open. Even matchups that you would like, like Evan Ingram against a strong safety. Some of these balls from Daniel Jones, maybe you could have let him a little bit more, but there were some, especially down the field into Slayton, where they were placed in, they were good balls, and the Giants were just blanketed. It's... I'm sorry. I, I do think that there are bigger issues than a premium number one receiver, but as a collective group of pass catchers, the Giants just can't beat one-on-one -on -one matchups. And until they show they can do that, you know, they're going to load in the box and coming after Daniel Jones. So it, a collective unit to whoever's trying to catch the ball for the New York Giants gets my dodge of the week. Um, and real quick, I'll shout him out for Berger. I feel bad that he got disconnected. You know, he's, he, he's drinking, 
He's in a car, it's parked, it's not driving, he's being safe. He was trying to do it, but he's living his life. So his Manning with Sterling Shepard had a solid game, nine for 77 and a TD. Don't hate it. His Ray Hanley was Daniel Jones. I disagree with him, but I can understand. Some good, some bad. And Patrick Graham was actually Berger's dodge of the week. And, you know, I don't know. The the issues with zone coverage, it's what we've had to rely on. But I think that perhaps we could have been a little bit more aggressive. I see what he was going with there. But, uh, Disciple, you got anything else before we get out of here? No, I'll just stick a fork in it. It's done. Let's uh, move on to next week. Hopefully the uh, Cowboys and Panthers both win. Keep our playoff hopes alive. But uh, not looking good right now. Live update. Uh, Eagles are up 13 to 3. Not great, Bob. Yeah. Not great. Well, uh, that does it for our Manning, Hanley, and Dodge of the week. And you know what? That's going to do it for the episode. Like Disciple said, we're huge Cowboys and Panthers fans. Hey, whatever happens, it'd be pretty cool to be watching football that's relevant to us uh, in the new year. But, anyways. We got a chance to go 6-10 and 10 and beat the boys next week, whether it's meaningless or not. And we will be bringing it back to you later this week and talking all about it. Giants fan, keep the faith. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you later. Shaman, take us out. Well, there you have it, folks. Don't forget to follow us at Big Blue All Year on all social media platforms. And don't forget to rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. I hope everyone enjoy their holidays and everyone have a healthy and safe and happy new year. We will see you soon.